Hello and welcome to the Tech Lunch Podcast, where we encourage our listeners to learn something new about tech every week. This can range from learning about new and exciting applications to the advancements in coding and technology. If you are always learning, you will always be a step above the rest. Take the time during lunch or during a break to listen and learn, kind of like a lunch and learn, but for the years. This podcast will open the listeners' ears to new and exciting technologies they may have not been purviewed to in the past. These topics will range from manufacturing technologies to data collection technologies and everything in between. Hello, I'm Nick. Hello, I'm Eric. Hey, I'm John. And you know, this week we're going to, you know, kind of dive into the world of firmware. You know, and it's, I guess... Well, you want to go on the, the 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 wonderful you know Wizard of Oz trip here of all the different firmwares out there and you know kind of see where you go. So you know this week I'm kind of let you know John kind of lead this one. So you know when you're thinking you know firmware, what what do you what are you thinking about? Um, so so I'm, I think I'm going to start with like you know what is firmware? Yeah. Right. We we've been kind of throwing that term around, and you know if you're in the tech world, you you know what firmware is. And you know kind of how important uh, drivers would, mm-hmm. would be even, you know, these these things, they exist so that they can tell your machinery what to do because you don't speak, you know, assembly language or machine, but um, they need some type of something to, to work off of. So um, that's kind of the, the, the basics of what firmware is. But when we get into like the, the printing world, oh man, your firmware can do so much. Your firmware can... All these, all these manual fixes that we've talked about before where we adjust it with a knob or we get a new part um, or we get a bigger fan or we print this so that we don't have this you know, extrusion problem. Um, you know, that could probably be handled in the software, the firmware side of, mm. of everything. So, so the first thing that you know, I, I think is important is understanding why firmware is important um, and, and understanding kind of the like what your firmware is so when you start out with a printer it's going to come with you know firmware but uh, i suggest going on to maybe github and and searching marlin and seeing like what the upgrade is and opening up that uh ini file that config file and and seeing what it is like if you have any idea what 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 uh like c plus code or anything like that you'll start reading some Mm. and and start seeing oh script this is what this like this calls to whenever it's like setting up its code or reading the code. Um, and, and, and you can, you can kind of work with, you know, your speeds, you can, you can adjust your quality and, and purely your firmware. So like for me, the firmware is, is absolutely vital. Um, but then again, we, we talk about it's, it's as vital as like an OS would be, right? right. But there's so many different flavors, right? So in, in my, in my eyes, I, I'm thinking of firmware as like, it's my machine code, but, uh, on an OT standpoint, do, what are what are some examples um, that that you've seen that kind of where firmware dictates, um, you know, how a process works or, or, or anything like that? Well, I mean, uh, you know, far as if you saying like how to fix the shop floor, yeah, the, the way it can affect the shop floor is that there are different revisions that a firmware that you would use on say a micro uh, controller. Or say, for example, POC, where it gives you some functionality. Hmm. However, sometimes that functionality uh, may have some type of uh, side effect. So the biggest things with, uh, say, in the OT environment and firmware 
is you have to be aware of what side effects you have. Okay. Uh, maybe not so much with a 3D printer, um, uh, but normally you, you gain some kind of advantage with the firmware, mm-hmm. some feature that mm-hmm. was previously not available. Okay. So that's, that's the biggest thing I've seen is that you get some um, feature. Um, but, you know, as we know, OT and security, you mm-hmm. have to be careful and take that with a grain of salt because sometimes features you get, but you also get some unwanted features also. Yeah, yeah so, bugs. Yeah, that's a... No, 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 that's, that's a feature. I don't know what you're talking about. It's supposed it's to be unpl- like It's an that. unplanned feature. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, all of our bugs are unplanned features. Uh, but, but okay, so that, that's that's definitely kind of what I was trying to get towards, uh, honestly, from just asking how it affects you in that environment. But then, then I want to kind of toss it over to Nick and... and so, so Nick, you've, you've, I mean, I've personally seen you work in Django and, and, and build, you know, an mm-hmm. application, um, on an IT standpoint, uh, what, how important is that firmware and, and how similar is it actually to Ed's experience? Ooh, um, that's a fun one. That's um, a big one. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that can end up, like you said, the unwanted features, um, or unpaid for features, um, will always come back to haunt you with that particular thing. If you think about it, you know, if you start with the one thing that, you know, everybody has in their hand, cell phones. When you do an OS update, you're really not updating the OS as much on the, on the phone as you are the firmware version. Because that's all it is. It's firmware. Your OS is a firmware. You know, any which way you look at it, OS is firmware. You start dealing with, like, hypervisors and stuff like that, like your ESXIs, your VMware, and stuff like that. That is a firmware that runs on bare metal piece of bare metal servers that can run a virtualized environment by taking advantage of not only the code, but the machine technology that's on board the, the CPU. Mm. And then you start getting like thread ripping and stuff like that. And you start really getting deep into different firmwares because in a, in a, you know, in the IT world, everything has every piece of a machine, you know, so you know, same thing with the OT side, every, every machine has its own firmware. And if those firmwares don't talk or like each other, yeah. Then you have a, a problem. You may you know update one firmware on one part, but the firmware on something else might be different, and they just don't talk because the the, the the availability is not there. However, you won't update that other thing, and then magically start talking again. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had multiple times where you know communication, TCP/IP communication, completely just shut down, um, and that's mainly because of the firmwares being different. Um, you know, older PCs run a different version of a communication protocol than newer ones do. Yeah. So, so, so that's why somebody says, oh, well, it's not, it's obsolete anymore. Yes, it is. Because, you know, you're not, you're not running, you know, the newest Wi-Fi drivers. Your, you know, your Wi-Fi chip is not able to handle your current standard. Um, you know, it's really dictates how deep in the weeds you want to go with it. Um, there, that's like then you start getting like micro PCs and stuff like that. You start dealing with Raspberry Pis and stuff like that. Ninety five percent of Raspberry Pi runs on a, on a firmware. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, your greatest you know idea of the you know personal computing firmware is going to be Unix or yeah. Linux. You know that is a because you start to update an INI file, your config file, and stuff like that. You know inside that system, you know for it to work correctly and talk to talk to other things so by factory defaults it's already blocked out everything else it's only it communicates with itself and that's it yeah um i mean you get to the you get to the point that i was going to step into next i mean we see the ot side we see the 
the IT side, and, and both of you actually, funny enough, mentioned something something similar and the exact same thing I was going to is, is the security of firmware. And, mm-hmm. and, and I know, I know we're, we're kind of getting deeper into a rabbit hole, but um, like, so if firmware is as important as like, it is what dictates what your machine does and, and controls how those communicate, then, you know, it just kind of goes to say how important that security now becomes those. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Ed, you kind of touched on it is that things change. You know, you get new updates. So, like, I mean, Nick, how often do we have updates on applications? They're everywhere every other week. Like, it's nonstop sometimes every other day. Um, And sometimes you get parts of your firmware that you don't like. Yeah. Um, A lot. For example... um, Windows 8. I mean... (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely one. Um, The whole OS. (laughs) Vista wasn't as bad as as, 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 uh, freaking... Ah, You give me 98 back. Yeah, I'll take 98 over Vista. (laughs) You give me 98. I'll take XP. Yeah, okay, okay. Found the point. That's what I had when I first came to the Marine Corps. Um, So, we went from Vista to 7 to 10. Um, However, that's also, you know, I spent most of my career in, you know, and, and... security um you know we won't go too deep into those weeds however um with that the old lenovo's the ti-89s they used to have a a feature called phone home so the the cpu would phone home back to lenovo headquarters and let them know what's going on with their firmware at all times however no one knew what was in those data packets yeah, I don't like that. And if we're using <laughs> our PCs in clandestine environments or environments that you're having to handle classified material yeah. or secret, you know, uh, company material and stuff like that, you're not wanting to phone home. Yeah. So at that point, we realized that you had to open up the machines, you had to cut a couple wires to the motherboard to prevent it from, from, from that firmware taking effect and phoning home. Some stuff. Eventually, we finally decided to destroy all of them. Yeah. You know, because it's easier that way. Um, if you can still find a TI-89 in the wild, then, you know, you know, a old government version of the TI-89 in the wild, you know, you might be onto a gym because those things were darn near indestructible. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like the Panasonic Tough Pads, which those things were are indestructible. The 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 the, the, the netbooks the versions okay, the tablets say, themselves aren't indestructible at all we've broken a few of those let's say you lose to a forklift 100 times out of 100 right but the laptop <laughs> those things you know they're great you know in the old marine corps way of a reboot yeah. drop on the floor a few times we'll restart um it's just the, the the gel goes away after a while but but yeah you know if you talk about firmware and stuff like that sometimes the firmware on board something can be uh caused to do something it's not supposed to do yeah. Or something that you don't expect until you actually watch your network traffic because God knows how many times things phone home. Everything yeah. that is built is designed to phone home. Yeah. To give their support requirements. Yeah, and that gets you that gets like honestly, for most people starting out in three D printing, you're you, there's gonna be no phone home. There's gonna be no connection to the internet to be honest, and let you you're you're slice into a an S D card and inserting that. But if you get into the, the, the place where you're, you know, controlling it via Octopi or, or some other interface connecting it directly to your computer to run then you're introducing it into the world that you know Nick's talking about the the uh, possibility for a vulnerability um, you know for for a, an attack some some cyber side you know things like that uh, but I, I, I'm gonna kind of step I'm gonna take another step here because we can probably talk cybersecurity all day too and that's, a, mm-hmm. that's probably an episode in and of itself 
Uh, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and dive into the 3D printing firmware. Um, so from your guys' standpoint, I mean, I think that you've only experienced Marlin, right? You haven't really mm-hmm. experienced much else besides. Yeah, I've pulled like, down a few others and played with them. Right. I've not installed them, but looked through the config and the INI files because I kind of want to see what they were dealing with. I'm curious, yeah. You know, when you realize there's you know ten thousand lines of code, you know, well, and your your favorite yeah. friend is Control F. They're, you know, <laughs> it's, they're pretty similar though, to be honest. And and yeah. what I've learned is that the the reason that they're so long in that sense is because you can comment out your motherboard and you can comment out maybe what sensor that you have, mm-hmm. and you can personalize that. It'll still be that flavor, let's Ooh, say, quote yeah. unquote, that flavor of of uh, firmware. But then that flavor is tailored to your printer. Yeah, you can um, have it say the the, the Vulcan, you know, and yeah. stuff like that, you know, yeah. and stuff whatever you want to say. It's like, so. Um, but yeah, Marlin is Marlin's gonna be what you start on. Marlin's gonna be, I mean, that's Marlin 1.0. It's it's a version of um, RepRap, which was like one of the first uh, firmwares. Which is just you know, it's funny because it's rapid prototyping is what it's it's named after. So which <laughs> makes sense, comes full circle. The whole kind of the whole point of some of the 3D prints that you see in a lot of the manufacturing world is 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 almost solely geared towards rapid prototyping. Um, so. Like on that side, I, 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 there's a few others that, that you can go to. Um, personally, I have, uh, I just put the Easy, L Pro, uh, Easy Able Pro on it, and that's E3D's um, sensor. So I decided to go with E3D's Unified 2 software. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say it's bad because it's not bad. It does the same thing as Marlin, uh, the same capacity. It's not as flashy in the, the icons or anything like that, but. It gets it gets the same point across. I didn't have to change my slicer. Um, everything is getting read the same. It's compatible. Um, so that's the beauty of it. Uh, some of these other um, manufacturers are gonna have their own firmware. Like Anycubic has their own. I'm not sure what it's called. Uh, Prusa has their own, mm. um, um, as well as like you know each one of these probably have their own filaments as well. So they develop these things, and, and, and realistically, you could develop your own if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, you just got to be able to write that code and, and understand what's calling to what. Um, but but one, one fil- um, firmware that I wanted to kind of focus um, or kind of bring up is, is Clipper because yeah. it's got the high, high attention to detail or the, the high accuracy that, that you would probably want. But I'm going to be honest with you, that's not a beginner firmware. Um, you're not going to, like, it's going to give you so many more details than, like, if you're a beginner and going straight to Clipper, you might get overwhelmed. Um, there's too many details for you to be able to adjust. So I suggest Clipper for an immediate, intermediate or advanced printer, um, you know, now, hobbyist or anything And they like also that. have a different version than using OctoPrint and OctoFarm. They have their yeah. own proprietary version of that, and that's oh, what they would use to communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there, there are a few other versions. I'm just most familiar with Octoprint and kind of use that as my, my base example. But um, a lot of them probably, they probably exist in the same way, connect via API and, and, and you know, you use, your, use the cloud to send your, your prints from your computer over. Or if you want to, you know, hardwire it, you can. But, but you know, firmware dictates what your, what your printer does, how it behaves. So it's, it's going to be something that you should focus on. And, and those brands, if you haven't heard, or those... You know, firmwares, if you haven't heard about those, I suggest taking a peek at them. Um, like, if you have Marlin that comes right out of the box on their stock, you can stick with that for a while. It's going to work. But if you have, end up getting an LCD screen, you want to make things look a little bit prettier, or, or, or you can effectively make an Ender 3 Pro into a V2 
with a motherboard and a um, LCD screen swap. Um, but you know that's that's if you want to. Honestly, at that point, you should have just bought the Ender yeah. Three V Two because you're probably gonna spend more money for that. But it's something you could do. Like I just um, I just actually looked up what I was thinking about. Um, it's called Mainsail. Mainsail. Have you seen it yet? I have not. Since we're talking about, um, you know, you have your laptop sitting right in front of you, um, look up Clipper Mainsail. And because this kind of deals with your firmware, it's how you interact with your firmware. Since not every, and the reason why I say that while you're, while you're looking it up, is not every single, you know, interface to your firmware is exactly the same. You know that, Ed, from the, from the OG mm -hmm. side. Not everything is going to be identical. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you, you and me have been in the same situation where you open up a box, you have 9,000 different connectors. Because for some certain reason, not everybody wants to go the same one. <laughs> but what does it all go back to? The same exact interface. <laughs> yeah. and, and each, each type yeah, is incredibly detailed, actually. Each type is uh, going to be uh, uh, slightly different also. I mean, uh, the, the big thing with firmware is uh, when we're talking IT and OT, IT live in a world of... of minutes mm -hmm. ot live in a world of seconds so when we say we're going to do a firmware upgrade on the ot environment you get uh hell no mm -hmm. when we say we're going to do it in it it's been planned and it's going to be down for that time yeah you know we 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 got all the parties involved we uh came up with a strategy to tell you what was going to happen We've got a plan for how it's going to happen, for what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and when we're done. And we got a mitigation strategy in place just in case something yeah. happens. And we tested offline, too. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, in our backup environment. That's, that's some of the things I think about with firmware, you know. So, but you can always go back. Yeah, the, you can the, always revert. Yeah, the, the good thing with firmware is, okay, I have a problem. Maybe this firmware upgrade will fix that problem. You know, but if it doesn't, then if yeah. I'm not having any issues, I can leave it. But if I do, roll them back. Roll mm -hmm. back. Now, I, I say that, and I, I'm going to piggyback over that, because when I first got my printer, there was, you know, we were I was having multiple issues with, you know, just different pieces and parts not doing what I wanted to do. So I thought, okay, maybe there's a bug, because I also came from a software testing standpoint, you know, background and, server and, software and system administration and stuff like that. So the first thing I do is I kind of look for some unwanted and unplanned features, you know. And I thought, well, crud, I got a, I got a darn unwanted feature, and, and I don't want this friend no more, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm gonna send this thing back, okay? Um, it's got bad tomato. So I was playing with it. I think I reflashed my firmware on that motherboard probably fourteen times, yeah. thinking maybe something's wrong. No, it's just I was dumb. And I didn't hit the right button on something. So I said, okay, cool, whatever. But I reverted back to stock. Then from stock to up, up one, up two, up three, up four, all the way to where I was now. And finally, it's like, okay, cool, I finally got it working. Yeah. You never know what you need. Well, it's, it's definitely trial and error for firmware. I, I started out um, I started out with, you know, the same firmware that you have, Marlin. Mm -hmm. It was like 1.0.2 or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, and when I upgraded my motherboard and got a BL Touch, a pretty much had to go mm -hmm. to another mm -hmm. firmware. So if you're adding a sensor or adding a piece, you're pretty much, you're going to need to either rewrite or add to your firmware, which in a lot of cases not a lot of people know how to do, or you're going to have to get new firmware. 
um, look for newer versions or things like that. Marlin 2.0 definitely had those things I needed, but there's also firmware that's like kind of you know similarly like how most p- things kind of branch off of Marlin and are they all Marlin branches off of RepRap, but it, it branches off of Marlin. And it's called Gyres, and, and a lot of people have probably heard of Gyres. Um, it, it it gives you so much more. Um, you know, of what you were showing me on mainsail with Clipper, mm-hmm. so much more that customization, and, and you can visualize your print your print bed, and you can see if it's warped. Like, you can see if it's like, hey, this is completely level. I'm prints are completely level, but you look at the the mesh level that, you know, was measured by that BL Touch, and you'll see that, like, it is not flat still. Um, so, um, you know, and, and even with Clipper, like, that's actually another good example. Clipper does this thing, um, I think actually it was with one of the newest updates where it will tell you how many turns you need to make on your knob of your print bed and what direction, counterclockwise, clockwise, how many degrees you need to turn it to get it to be as flat as possible so that your probe, your your ABL, your, whatever your auto bed leveling you know sensor is, doesn't have to do all of the work. And honestly, like it's it'll probably fix it, but like you don't want it to do that much work. It's you're gonna wear it out. So, like. Personally, Marlin should be your starting point, you know, and then eventually stepping into Clipper. I think. Yeah, I think that's where I think my once there. I once I upgrade my my motherboard, um, that's where yeah. I'm gonna go hang my hat at for a little bit. Yeah. You know, and, and dink with that. Too. I think it's it's cool too because like I mean you have C plus and C like like knowledge like if you're a programmer have ever programmed anything. Um, you know, I mean, honestly, if you know one language, it's not that you know all languages, but you mm-hmm. understand how syntax works now. Yeah. And you may not necessarily know what the term is, but you you get it. And I need this. I need a space, and then it tells you this is the type of command I'm mm-hmm. running in that subset, so on and so forth. And I'm calling back to this variable. Yeah. And then think, you can make it yourself. And the thing is, I I will say this: if you're doing that, especially if you're using uh, Visual Studio of any level. Tab complete is your friend. Mm-hmm. You can tab complete through a lot of code. It's the yeah. same thing as what you start dealing with. If you start dealing with Linux, everything is you know cd dot dot to cd to slash mm-hmm. to the tab complete. Mm-hmm. However you're getting there, you only need a couple couple letters. Is that is that uh, commenting out or is that um, you can do with it? Compiling. It's well, it's t- uh, tab complete. What I mean by that, it's like if I, if I know that oh, I want to map something to something else, I hit the tab button, it'll complete my sentence for me. Okay. So well, it takes care sense. of all that syntax, and it'll map it back to yeah. something else. Okay. Now, so yeah. commenting out, usually, especially if you're dealing in with like uh, Python and stuff like that, you know, you can just, you'll select it, and then let's go ahead and take it, was a, a control shift slash, yeah. and it'll comment out an entire section of code for you. Gotcha. So you don't have to go back so and do cool. that. That's one of my favorite features. When, when, and when you showed me that the first time, I was like, I need this. And the thing <laughs> is, is you know, there's a there's a little bit of a trick because the problem is, even if you comment out something, your motherboard still has to read through it. Yeah. Is if you don't need it, delete it. Yeah. Because the problem is, is you're going to do is speed up your process. If you delete ninety five percent of the crap you don't need, and you just go to a yeah. lightweight, you, you can still take clipper mm-hmm. and make it as lightweight as morally possible by deleting everything you don't need mm-hmm. it's not like it's tied to anything right it's just settings mm-hmm. at that point yeah, it's just reading a configuration file and so you rip those out out of that configuration file now you don't need it anymore it's still going to read through and go nope i don't need to worry about that nope i don't need to worry about that nope i don't need to worry about that oh hey look i found my sentence ID. Mm-hmm. you know why not cut out most of the fluff yeah. 
and speed that process. Even though it's a thirty, even though the new um, uh, motherboards are thirty-two bit, anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're gonna be able to process a little bit better, but still. Actually, now you have what sixty-four bit ones you can play video games with. Oh no! I don't, printers. I, I, have don't you know, seen that? I don't know if there's any sixty. Well, okay. Commercially, at least on on my level, which you know, I'm just saying, like the two hundred to like seven hundred dollar range, there ain't no sixty four bit printers right now. <laughs> so if if you want to spend a couple thousand dollars, you might find one or here, one or two here. You might get that Form Labs one, and it's uh, I think that's actually resin, uh, but you know, it might have the it definitely has their own proprietary firmware. I tell you that much. Well, but the funny part is, it's actually on a um uh a motherboard what's that the video like you can play video games on a 3d printer motherboard because it's got oh. that it, it, and it's um uh, can you get a little bit of ram i'm guessing <laughs> well it's the upgraded version for mine oh okay so well, the 4.2.7 no not 4.2.7 but the um the other version that the we were sk2 yeah skr2 SK or something like that the mega the one from big tree yeah big tree yeah, the okay. big tree mega okay. the, the, the very big large one that can do it yeah. Um, and those Probably really aren't that expensive. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not. You know, I love to put a mega in mine. I got plenty of space in there to do it, but mm, yeah. I have to modify the case. I can put a I can put an SKR Mini three Mini two in there. Yeah. And be perfectly fine. But that's the beauty of three D printing too. Is like, that's what we. You could do that. Yeah. Like you're like, hmm, my case isn't big enough. I'm gonna print a bigger one. But the other the other thing about that, and you know, Eddie, you'll enjoy this. With the megas, you get the serial port. The serial port comes back on a 3D printer, you know, um, the, and it's not the one that we think of as the square one, mm -hmm. you know, the one that we all thought was dead yeah. long, long time ago. Nope. Yeah. Guess what you get? Chinesium. And back comes the, the relic of, I know what you're talking um, about. uh, you know, the PS2 ports. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a, looks like a, um, inverted like square a printer, yep. um, connection yeah yep. so the any cubic chiron has that oh really yeah the tri gorilla um it's 0 0.0.2 uh board it has that now pretty sure that's the 8-bit board though yeah. but and, but that's why you would interact with your firmware because what so you do is you do that and you'd access it via the um uh the cli and yeah. then up it comes you flash at that see okay so i want to kind of i want to kind of go back actually to the vs uh vs code that you were talking about because um, I want to I want to say something about uh, compiling things like if you don't have a compiler installed on VS Code you're not going to get your firmware. Nope. 100% you won't get your firmware. You need something that's going to compile that machine code or that that you know programming uh, so that your printer can read it and it'll create it in a firmware file stat uh, like uh, so that your printer will be able to understand what you're putting. And in you don't have to use just VS Code either. You can go out and use. Um, um, it's just easier. Visual, the f pure Visual Studio. Oh, okay, Visual Studio. The hundred percent Visual Studio. Um, you know, we run a lot of Visual Studio Professional and VS Code on top of it. Um, you know, it's like you know, Visual uh, um, uh, VS Code is really good for like TypeScript, um, amongst yeah. others. Um, yeah. You know, something that's like really flashy. Um, yeah. You know, I, I call it you know a grown man's Notepad plus plus. Um, that's true because I was going to say Notepad++ but it does not have once I was found as VS Code Notepad++ isn't, isn't used as much anymore I'll tell you that much um, but I kind of want to get your thoughts Ed um, I, 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 uh, we, we're talking a lot on the software side um, I mean a lot of that firmware is, is you know dictated um, and dictates what the hardware does right but, but you know 
we, I feel like we've heard you several times about it should do this, it should do that, it should do this. You know, that could be changed in the firmware. So, um, like, honestly, on your side, there's mechanical changes that you could make. Uh, but what are some mechanical changes that you probably wish could be fixed with, like, a firmware? Um, I mean, I feel like we've talked about it before. There's, like, um, what is that, the bamboo? Uh, mm-hmm. has LiDAR. Mm-hmm. Like that's you know that's beautiful in the firmware and that's that's beautiful with the how it's you know measuring your your flow rate but um, are there any other ex- cases you could think of? Well, I think uh, we could probably you know do something with the extrusion fans uh, as far as uh, the speed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know maybe maybe there's a print where we're uh, blowing too much air and that affects the actual print. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, I think you can do things like uh, um, maybe you could also, uh, the uh, motors that you're using, you know, maybe you could eliminate a motor with firmware and hardware. So mm-hmm. I could save on a motor by using a different type of uh, uh, mechanism for that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I guess some of the other things, do you, if you just into, you know, HMIs, you can, or... Uh, maybe change the HMI or um, get creative some kind of way. And right. Instead of using the onboard HMI, maybe you can turn a tablet into your dashboard mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, because that, that's honestly that's kind of what I'm getting towards. Is like you've you would you you made a list already, right? Um, that's how easy. Okay, maybe not. I shouldn't say easy to innovate, but that's how um, that's okay, how innovation yeah. starts, right? Um, just, that's, how, that's how you ended up with OctoDroid. Yeah, and 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 we talked about it. We were talking about it earlier. Uh, why step or um, servos instead of the stepper motors? Mm-hmm. Um, now you can get those wired there, and you just got to do a little firmware change. And honestly, it might even read the same firmware. Um, so some of those things that you you know you if you're on a mechanical standpoint or a mechanical side of the board, you can all you got to do is just shoot a question to the people on GitHub and say, hey. Um, I noticed this. Um, how do I how do I do this? And they they are wonderful. They've helped. They will help you solve your problem. If you, their firmware doesn't work, they'll work with you on why their stuff didn't work. Mm-hmm. So the like we talked about, it, the community is is important, um, and, and that's kind of where the innovation also mm-hmm. comes from too. Because we're we're making it better for each other. Um, so I also I also would add. Um, I think we've talked about it before, Ed. Um, a bit more of like the pulse width modulation with the with the uh, power supply. Now you said the power supply is a good power supply, but maybe I can control um, the uh, I can control some of those failures or have it like um, save a print or something like that with some type of firmware setting, right? Um, or some type of sensor that I plug in uh, where it's like, oh, you've gone over a certain temperature, cut the power. Right, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's that's definitely a place that, like, I would take it as far as we're trying to innovate. Uh, I mean, you can innovate. Like, Clipper's done a great job, um, and, and Form Labs too. Like, we, we looked at that printer the other yeah. day, uh, but it's worth the money. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth the money. I'm probably gonna get one eventually. This is on down the line. That's expensive. Ooh, yeah, I, I'd love <laughs> to have five grand to blow on a printer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know. You ever wonder why your car went missing? <laughs> Had to sell something, right? <laughs> no, no, no. But but yeah, no. Those are the things. Like it takes it takes like 
the thought of like why is it why are we doing this the same way to innovate like the we I I feel like I've brought it up every time the pancake bot you just change the one one or two parts and you've made an entire new machine the the farm bot we looked at is a CNC machine remake that like farms for you it's it's mm-hmm. there's so many innovations that you can do with this it just opens the doors and that's that's really what we want to kind of get to and kind of teach you that like this is a start but don't let this be the end you know um learn it have fun with yeah, it yeah it's, it's as it. easy as like i don't like that all right well what would you do yeah so you start your scientific process there and you got your own project you know and then uh, about five months later you can call us and we'll try to help you put it back to how it was <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> and you know i think with with that you know i think we'll we'll probably find another version of you know, firmware we'll get to, you know, as we play with them, we'll, we'll talk about them. So, you know, I, I, I think as, as we load new firmwares, um, as we investigate the next firmware, like, for example, we can talk about the 4.2.1, um, you know, at a later date, because that's what I got on mine. Um, you know, what's changed between what's on the current, you know, the 1.1, the uh, 1.0.0.1 that is currently on the... Um, in your three pro, Marlin's gotten a like version four something. Mine's four point two point one. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Well, I need to probably go back to Marlin and try it out, and see what they've changed. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think I've touched the, the, it. The since thing, well, the, what, um, and you know, there's a little bit of a spoiler. <laughs> the one thing I learned, you know, when you went to that four point two point one on mine, I also have print auto restart. Oh yeah. Okay. So I go to that. I also have the ability to add a filament brake sensor in there and stuff like that. So. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot more you can do. Like I mean, honestly, upgrades. And also auto level because it's built for the CR touch that's on mine. Yeah. So. But you know, we'll get to that. We'll get. We'll go. We'll get down that road. You know, here in a little bit because you know eventually we're gonna upgrade Ed's firmware, and then uh, we'll do a quick comparison between the 1.0.1 and the 4.2.1, yeah. and then you know we might upgrade as the 4.2.1, and we'll see what happens with that. So, but we'll compare everything, you know, we'll talk about on the podcast, we'll probably talk about on the YouTube channel too, but, you know, that's, you know, here nor there, but, um, you know, I say thank you, you know, from my side, um, you know, I've been looking at all the statistics and stuff like that, and I really do say thank you, um, it's, it's awesome, you know, you, you made, you, you're, you know, everybody's making, you know, me and Ed, you know, think that we should have done this a lot sooner than we did, <laughs> um, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, we're having fun with it, and we hope you all are, too. We hope you all are learning something. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know, we don't, you know, we don't care who you're listening to as long as you're learning something. Um, so, but we're glad to have you. Um, so, you know, thank you. And I'll turn it over to the guys for the closing words. So, uh, you can think of, if anybody plays uh, video games, especially retro games or played retro games before it became <laughs> retro games, you know, they had, uh, you know, uh, game genies that uh, allowed game you to do shark. cheat code. <laughs> game yeah. shark, you know. But it allowed you to do cheat code. So that's basically what firmware is. It's a way for you to um, add some functionality without actually having to rip everything out and redo it. Uh, it's, most of these systems are um, years ahead, you know, when they plan them out. They already are adding some features, you know, to it. They just uh, don't force them onto you, so that's that's the advantage of uh, upgrading firmware or not. Yeah, no. 
Um, uh, so, so the last things that I, I mean, I kind of want to touch on, like, so firmware shouldn't, don't let it, don't let it, it sounds crazy. It sounds like difficult, right? It sounds complex, but it is not as hard as it sounds. Um, and there's plenty of people who have already gone through the hardships so that you don't have to. So, um, if you're going through and doing your own firmware or, 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 you know, implementing or configuring new firmware, um, you know, just do your research. That's all. Re- read what it does. Read the re- the most recent patch releases and, and see what's going on. That'll tell you if you want it or not. Mm-hmm. Tell you if you're wasting your time or not. And honestly, we'll tell you if you're wasting your time or not. <laughs> so you can just ask us. Use yeah. your resources. So. And if you're on GitHub, you can see the current bugs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Believe me, they're working on it all the time. I see I see patches like all the time. I'm just surprised I got the version 4. I just think that... It was still going to be the same version, just constantly new releases. Yeah, new that's probably what, that's probably what it is. They probably got tired of doing the update. Yeah, right. I think they did went official with it at some point though, and they yeah. made it, this is the official firmware. Well, they actually put a new date on um, it, so that's about. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll get back into that yeah, <laughs> if we. If it's a different rabbit hole. Uh, but yeah, no. Again, thank you. Uh, thanks for listening. We're we're always appreciative. So, uh, from all of us here, thanks. Thank you for listening to the Tech at Lunch podcast, where we hope you learn something about tech. During your break or during your lunchtime. If you did, please give us a follow to prevent missing future episodes. If you have any ideas or something you want to hear or learn about, please send us a show idea to podcast at vulcanora.com. Hope you have a good rest of the day and continue learning.